Hello guys, this is HDR Podcast Communication 101. So I'm Luke and I'm joined by Jack, as usual. Hello guys. And we're also joined this week by Corner House. So would you guys like to introduce yourselves one by one? Hello, I'm Wilbur. I use he, they pronouns, and I am uh, somebody who is in a youth group in Connors. Hi, uh, I'm Charlie. I use they, them pronouns with the occasional uh, he, him. I also go to the same group that Wilbur does in Corner House. I'm Ray. I use they, them, or BB's pronouns. I'm non-binary and I go to the same youth group stuff as the others. Yeah. Well, I'll say um, I'm Viv. I'm one of the workers at Corner House. And just for clarity, so the group is called Step Out, an LGBT youth group for kind of 11 to 16, secondary kind of age, really. Um, and we run it in partnership with the Warren and we have done for, I think, about six years now. Fantastic stuff right there. So we've introduced everyone. And now today's podcast, guys, is dedicated to International Transgender Day of Visibility, which is annually every year on the 31st of March. So we're going to be discussing just typical awareness and also what most people are comfortable with, with particularly transitioning as well. So um, to begin with, just I'd like to probably hear a bit more about Corner House as a charity, if that's okay. Pretty much everyone apart from Bray, I think, has joined us during lockdown. So maybe don't know too much about Corner House generally, but you'd be aware of Step Out. Is that fair to say? Yeah. And also, yeah, I think that's great, though, because during lockdown, there were still services available to people. And even if, you know, the world went to a pause, there's some places for people to go and, and seek help, which is great. Yeah, definitely. We've kept running through Zoom all, all the way, really. So, um, so Corner House is a charity that supports young people. We've got various kind of projects within that. So we do, um, we work with young people around sexual exploitation and healthy relationships. Um, we deliver sex and relationship education in schools. Um, we have a project that works specifically with young men around healthy relationships called Break the Cycle, which is looking at kind of early intervention when someone might be starting to show kind of coercive controlling behavior maybe so trying to work with them to make sure that they're in healthy relationships we've also got an outreach project that works with young people on the streets of Hull around any kind of issue really um, and a peer mentoring team which um, work in secondary schools training young people to support other young people awesome that's fantastic that sounds like a very well it's a great support network I think as a charity as well and I think especially as times are changing and especially over the last 12 months with we all know the pandemic has hit and everything and all the change we had to go through having that support has always been important especially being provided to the people that need it so right guys so as we said this podcast is dedicated to international transgender day visibility so what i'd probably like to get from you guys first is you guys said you've been brainstorming since before the podcast so do you guys have any tips about how being around your friends or any family or colleagues and um, how they'd go about making them feel more comfort comfortable yeah 
Uh, I think one of the main things is remembering that we're still the same people that you've known your whole life. Us coming out to you, if anything, just proves that we trusted you. But at the same time, our personalities are the exact same. We're still going to be the same person that you've had all the times in the past, fun times in the past with. We're just proud enough to come out now. And that doesn't change anything about how we should view each other because we're still your friend or your child or your cousin or your whatever. Uh, a lot of people in our chat, uh, they actually said that a lot of people use their dead name because like they're so used to saying uh, what that name is or like, you know, misgendering them. Uh, I actually knew a few people who like they found it difficult, but then they wouldn't like if I correctly like corrected them, then they would get mad at me for it. So just don't do that. <laughs> Um, someone's dead name is their birth name that they were like born with, uh, but then they change it so it's no longer used for people because uh, it's nicer for them. Um, another point that was um, brought up a lot is respecting that person and their identity and um, acknowledging what they want and they don't want. Like you need to understand that in some situations we're going to be comfortable coming out and telling our pronouns, but in other situations, we're just not going to feel safe. And um, it's important to just not to um, force us to do that, because that not only puts us in danger in a lot of situations, it can also really mentally affect us being forced to um, come out in situations that we just don't want to. At the end of the day, it's no one's choice to make but ours. And people often have a really hard time respecting and understanding this. I love exactly what everything you guys are saying. And in a way, you guys just want to be respected. You know, a lot of the points you guys are getting, for, you know, bringing up is respect. And I guess, in an odd sense, if the person can't respect your views and how you want to be perceived, then sometimes, I don't know, it sounds horrible, but are they really worth having in your life if they don't respect you? I mean, a lot of the people that I know, uh, because my friendship group were like a lot of the kind of gay people in my year group and were all like a lot of the trans ones. Our friends have kind of grown to like understand it a bit more because we've explained it. Uh, just like being like talking to us and getting our side of things, they understand it like a lot more. Uh, sometimes I think it's communication. Maybe that person needs to have a chat and then need to kind of just, I know it sounds odd, but communication, like on this podcast, it's called HDR, which is healthy defend relationships. So there's a relationships around you, you depend on. And what I heard like was said, you know, like if you trusted someone, you, you know, to come out to them, you trusted them. And that's one of the values of a healthy dependent relationship and stuff like that. And I guess sometimes communication could be key you know, just if you don't understand something, if you're uneducated, then ask, you know, it, it, would you say that's a, a respectful thing? If, if you don't know something, is it a good thing to do is ask? I definitely agree that it's really important to ask, but at the same time, don't get upset if the person you're asking isn't exactly comfortable answering all questions. Because um, there are times where they don't really want to be a dictionary or an encyclopedia of their identity. And if you want yeah. to 
that you're like a really good ally then doing your own research really shows that because it shows that you care enough not to just um use them for this information that you're actually putting in yeah yeah like be sensitive it's like another one of the questions i've gotten like a couple of times is like how did you know you were non-binary really annoying question to have to answer because there's no like answer to it it's kind of just you kind of just know in a like in a way it's difficult to describe <laughs> uh some questions can be quite respect like like quite easy to answer like like what does this phrase mean is it disrespectful to say this stuff like that is easy to answer but if you say things to people like have you had the surgery yet that's no don't do that no <laughs> don't ask really personal questions like that um, another important fact is that um, you're not going to understand everything and that's okay because a large part of friendships are being empathetic and understanding with each other but the at the same time if you're not trans you're not going to be able to fully understand everything that we're going through so don't try and make it look like you do because it's okay that you don't because you've never really been in that situation but as long as you're trying your best to support us that's all that really matters. Yeah, I think it's keeping that conversation open, isn't it? So I'm in the lucky position of getting to chat to you a lot every week. So I, I feel relatively informed, but you always have something new to say every week. And we always learn something new, whether it's a word or something about how you feel when someone talks about something. Um, and not everyone has access to that, but then it's like, go, go and find out. But it doesn't, like you said, Bray, you don't necessarily want to be an encyclopedia about yourself. And there's lots of places that people can go and find out a bit more about kind of identity and stuff, isn't there? And I was just thinking about what uh, Charlie said about um, how did you know when that you were non-binary? If you turn that around and you ask someone who's cisgender, which means that their gender aligns with what they were they were born as and what, what they're kind of perceived as, like no one ever says to, you know, a cisgender woman, well, how do you know you're a woman? Do you? Because it's just part of your being isn't it and um, so so yeah I think it's great to ask and if someone's comfortable to tell you then that's fine but there are lots of places you can find out if you aren't comfortable and I'll throw it back to the group but like would you say sometimes you're more open to those questions than others and you know that, that they, you know depending on the day you might feel more up for it than others and things like that so Another part that I think plays into a lot with friendships is um, we do have other uh, personality traits apart from our identities. So um, although it is really disrespectful to say things like, well, why do you make everything about you being trans? It's also really not the best for people to sort of only see us as trans when in reality, I have other personality traits. We all have complex personalities that don't revolve around um, us being trans. It's not the only part of our identity, even though it is a really big one. And it is quite harmful to only see us as this thing because you're not really viewing us as people, you're viewing us as labels. Yeah, it's like one of the common things that you hear a lot is like, you'll call someone by their name, they'll be like, oh yeah, the trans one. Almost as if it's like a label for someone when it's really not. And another thing that lies into the um, friendship aspect thing of things is um, when people get like, like when people are respectful in general, which is great, brilliant, great thing to do. But then when they get angry at somebody, they'll dead name them or misgender them. And then that's just 
it's just out of line. You shouldn't do that because it's just making just making the other person feel really horrible and it makes them just feel bad. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I agree with that. I once, someone in my classroom, he was trying to get my attention and then decided that the right thing to do was to dead name me, like just yell it because uh, he thought that was the only way to get my attention when we're in a classroom. At the end of the day, if you um, honestly think, if you don't like the person or if you're in a bad mood with them, that dead naming and disrespecting them is an uh, acceptable thing to do, all you're doing is basically saying, I don't respect trans people or their identities and that my respect is conditional, which it should never be. And if you're putting um, that point across, you're going to make every single trans person you know uncomfortable and you can't really use lines like, well, one of my friends is trans to defend yourself because I'm willing to bet that you haven't told them that that's something that you've said. And we're not really something that should be used as a tool to defend yourself. And if you are being blatantly transphobic, we're going to eventually find out. And it really hurts finding out that someone you love and trust has these views, knowing how close they are to you. I love, I love everything what you guys are saying. It's like so you're so powerful and everything. It's, it's great. I agree, Jack. Everything they say makes me real proud of them. <laughs> like just so succinct and like intelligent and like you know emotionally intelligent. Um, and yeah, it always makes me smile. It step out to my favorite parts of the week. <laughs> so I was thinking when you were talking, so when people so I guess my question was around people kind of almost using it as like the insults are like picking on someone because of their glasses or the colour of their hair. It's like the really obvious thing to do, isn't it? Like, well, I'm, I'm mad at you, so I'm going to misgender you or dead name you or something. It's just like a real, it's just hurtful for the sake of being hurtful, I think is what I mean, isn't it? And actually, you know, attacking anyone for something like that. Yeah. Really personal. It, it's personal and also it's disrespectful because... You, you're not just you're not you're just blatantly putting that per, that person's sort of thoughts and feelings out the window you're just throwing them out the window you're just not caring and i think it is blatant disrespect really what some people tend to do uh i've experienced this i don't know if other people have uh but is um when people don't like you and they never really have and then you come out they refuse to use the right name or pronouns and it's like stop please it's just it's not okay to just because you don't like somebody to use the wrong pronouns or name without trying to like trigger or upset anyone how can anyone kind of put into words how it feels when someone does that like feel free to not say anything if you want or if you you know if it doesn't make if you're not comfortable to say it now but like can you explain what that's like for an idiot who might not be able to empathize with you I know there's probably not going to be the same for everyone, but for me, it's just an incredibly panicked state because when I'm referred to as my dead name, that's not who I am. That's not my identity. And um, it's like, I don't feel like myself because living with the fact that um, I've not always been able to comfortably tell people who I am and now that I have, it's still not being respected. It sends me into something really similar to an identity crisis because... Uh, you don't know who you are for a lot of your life and when you finally come to grips with it and people are basically saying no to something that difficult it's just 
almost way too difficult for you to comprehend. Uh, one of the main things that I've heard as well is like your dead name is like it's connected to a whole lot of negative emotions and like how you felt being like that kind of trapped state, like be being trapped in the wrong body. So like by calling someone by that dead name, it's like bringing all of that like negativity back to them. And that's not a nice thing to do to people. It can be quite damaging in an emotional way. Because then you just kind of sit there like, but that's not me. That's not, that's not me at all. When people use the wrong name, it, it does hurt. It does, it does hurt a lot and people don't realise that. I almost like, when someone calls me by that, that like knows me as Charlie, uh, like I don't connect myself with my dead name anymore. Like it's not the name I go by. So like if someone calls me that, it's kind of just... A bit of a shock because I like I don't connect with that name anymore like I used to. It's just different in a way. It feels like you're talking about whole of the person. If you if you get me, like when people refer to you as your dead name, you're like, who? Who do you mean? What? You forget. Sometimes I don't know if anybody else does it. Sometimes I forget that they mean me. I think that it all um, plays into how mentally exhausting it can be to be trans, especially if you're a young person, because um. The majority of the people in our youth group, we are all under 18 and we've all um, have to go through so much and we shouldn't have to and it sucks. But every single day you're reminded of these things you wish you couldn't and then you're surrounded by people that um, use your dead name even when you ask them not to. That, and then there's people that want to see you as some sort of activist that you're expected to speak out against everything, you're meant to know everything even if you're only a literal child, because that's what a lot of us are. A lot of us are literal children, and every single day we're being reminded of things that uh, shouldn't affect us, but they do. And we're aware of this. We just don't want to be constantly reminded of it. We want to live our lives, and yet there are so many things that prevent us from doing this. Yeah, ultimately, it's hard enough being a teenager anyway, isn't it? Never mind layering on being trans or non-binary or anything else especially when people then don't understand it because all you're searching for as you know as people but probably especially as teenagers is a place in the world isn't it and a feeling of belonging and you know being part of being part of a group although like you said it shouldn't define you like often other people who are lgbt are maybe more likely to kind of get it quicker <laughs> if that makes sense um, and you know be a bit more accepting up front rather than having to you know try and remember we're always working with um you know professionals and people and they'll say oh so and so um they are they think that they might want to be a boy and they're choosing to they, they want to they're choosing to be gay and things like that and it's like usually people don't mean it in a nasty way but it's just that everyday language that is just like you said just kind of not respecting someone's knowledge of themselves and their you know ability to make those choices and you always hear the word like phase and things like that or it's just a phase and maybe for some people it is and maybe they are kind of searching for some kind of identity and you know understanding of themselves but even if it is then surely in that moment that's your choice isn't it and that's your identity and that's all you want is someone to respect it isn't it 
I've noticed that um, a really common thing that's really difficult to work around is if you have other mental health issues and um, you're also trans, because those things don't go hand in hand, yet the second you see a medical professional about it or tell a friend about it, automatically they put those two things together as if they're related in some sort of way. Like um, when I told the person I was seeing um, to help me deal with some personal things and I told them my pronouns because I wanted to be respected in that environment. Um, they went on this whole long rant on how I was trying to hide myself behind my identity. And even if that was the case, which it's not, it's in no way related to anything I've gone through. It's not anyone's place to say that. And it's incredibly invalidating to hear that be said because um, it just wasn't related. And when you put things like mental illness and being trans in the same category, it's making it sound like being trans is a bad thing, when in reality, it's um, the transphobia that's a bad thing. It's a gender dysphoria we have to face. It's a bad thing not being trans. Um, I'm like picking up a little bit of what Bray said there about like the pronouns. But like the amount of times that I've heard from people that they them is like a plural word and that they can't use it because it confuses them and that I'm not plural people. Like the amount of times, like even that is like just disrespectful in its own way. Like just it's not that difficult to me. Like it's it's just a word. I agree. Yeah. Like I I, I get what you guys are saying and everything you guys have said has been so powerful. There's been so much emotion behind what you've said. And with this podcast and with it being healthy, dependent relationships, the, the, this is a way of you guys kind of informing people around you of ways to respect you, to communicate with you. And to, to kind of just get that fundamental respect that you need because you're growing young people and you've got so many barriers in life. And you can't control anything and you know you've got all that and it's not nice and you know it it's just a way of guests getting that respect that you all deserve i was just going to add on to what jack said um see with all the points you guys have been bringing up really powerfully for those listeners out there who've been listening to us so far every week we release a podcast time and time again in every point you guys have been bringing up on today's podcast it's been reminding us of the elements of a healthy, dependable relationship. So weeks ago, we've had podcasts talking about why and how communication is important for a healthy, dependable relationship, how trust and respect is, Jack just talked about respect right there for you. And um, yeah, and especially in more issues like this today, it's just important to talk about and spread that awareness, I think. I was going to say, thinking about um, kind of the other things that you talk about in the podcast, it's all just the same stuff, isn't it? It's just applying it to different, you know, different types of relationships and everyone does, deserves respect, whatever. And it's, you know, and it comes back to all everything we've seen in the, the news over the last year with Black Lives Matter and all those kinds of things. Like everyone comes at things from their own angles, but we've all got the same rights to exist and be who we are and who we want to be and, and to be safe ultimately isn't it in a relationship or otherwise on the street or anywhere when it comes to respect for some young lgbt people we feel like respect is isn't something that we just get straight off the bat it's feel like we have to earn it for some people we have to we have we have to it's like it's, it's sometimes it's like a privilege 
towards us because some people just don't respect us at all and other people do so it just feels like a privilege to be respected sometimes do you feel like people make you prove that you're trans before they will respect that that's your identity oh yeah definitely they're like i'm gonna need proof i've literally i've had this conversation before people somebody literally said to me you're trans i need proof (laughs) um wow how You would never say that to someone in another context, would you? Never, no. ever, ever. No. Ultimately, it's I'm telling you that I am. Respect that or don't respect that. If you don't respect that, then see ya. <laughs> like, that's what it should be, shouldn't it? But, yeah. It's a lot of pressure to put on you, isn't it? I think I'm just on top of Viv's point just there. I think it's also, in that case, important to understand what relationships could be toxic to your life, you know, and make the decision to end it if you feel that's the best for you because that's more important nowadays I think. One of the things I think go along with Wilbur's point is like sometimes the people around you really make you feel like if you're non-binary that you you owe them androgyny like you owe them like that kind of you're not male and you're not female you have to dress like this like some days it feels like you owe them to like proving your identity to them. No, but literally, that is that is what happens. Like when when if you come out as like a trans mask person, um, the trans male, people are like, "But you're not masculine enough." It's like, stop it. Gender expression does not equal gender. Men can paint their nails. Men can wear skirts. Men can wear dresses. Women can wear suits. Non-binary people can wear whatever they want. Women can wear whatever they want. Men can wear whatever they want. Gender expression does not equal gender, and some people don't understand that, and it's so annoying. Yeah, uh, some people don't really understand the fact that, like, I am non-binary with my set of pronouns, but, yeah, I dress really feminine and I wear skirts every day. Like, people, like, they they don't seem to understand the fact that, like, the way I dress doesn't mean my identity. I think these all link to how toxic and stereotypes are to the trans community and how if you're our friend and you're accepting all of this and you base everything you know about us from um, stereotypes, it's really harmful. And it's also harmful for people that do fit into our stereotypes because um, I am not taken as seriously as a non-binary person a lot of the time because I do check the boxes of a lot of the stereotypes, um, the way I dress and um, the way I present myself. Um, even the stereotypes of adoring frogs and mushrooms, I do, I love them, but that doesn't link into my um, identity, that links into me being me, and um, I've been accused of faking it so many times because of the fact that I fit into these stereotypes, but um, the fact when people say that, you're literally proving that you're only viewing me for these stereotypes and that you're taking stereotypes into consideration, and we're our own people and these stereotypes sort of try and put us in a box despite the fact that um, we don't want to be in a box that's literally the whole point of us breaking out of this and coming to terms with our identity so guys this has been such a great podcast so far so i'd like to conclude so is there anything you guys would like to say to you know to the listeners or anything 
just to kind of conclude anything you'd like to get out there or anything like important takeaways you'd want listeners to well, take away from today's podcast a few things to like remember is that pronouns do not always equal gender in a way some people can be non-binary like use they them pronouns but still kind of identify as female i i could be explaining this a bit wrong please stop me if i am <laughs> and do you mean present rather yeah. than identify yeah also gender expression does not equal gender people who identify as male can be feminine people who identify as female can be masculine things like that I think that um, if anyone listening takes away one thing, it should be to um, support your trans friends, but don't insert yourself. Because um, just being there, I don't think people understand how much that means to us. Seeing that we have someone that truly cares, that are willing to educate themselves in order to support us and help us, it honestly means the world to us because of how rare that is. So just showing your support, even if it seems so small to you, could affect someone in such a big way. I mean, I'd guess I'd say, like, in general, respect your friends. Don't, like, associate the way that they dress with their identity, because it's not the same thing. <laughs> respect their pronouns, respect their name, and, you know, don't cross any of their boundaries and make sure that they're comfortable. And that kind of leads quite nicely back to what Brace said right at the beginning, wasn't it, about, you know, you're still who you always were, what name you choose to use for yourself and what pronouns you prefer makes absolutely no difference to who you are as a person, does it? But someone accepting that makes all the difference to you, doesn't it? When you accidentally say that, if you accidentally like slip and say the wrong pronouns, the wrong name, don't go, oh my God, I am so sorry. I'm such a horrible person. I meant That just makes it awkward for both parties. You're making a big deal out of it. Just go, oh, sorry. I mean, and then pro- the right pronouns are the names and just move on. Don't make a huge fuss over it because it happens often. And it's just a slip up. It's not the biggest of biggest of deals. It's not like the whole world is coming down, if you know what I mean. So actually drawing more attention to it makes you feel worse than if they just did a real quick, oh, sorry, she, he, whatever the right thing is in that moment. Indeed, yes. Any other tips? Don't be like creepy or like make something big out of neo pronouns. Just... Have to explain what that means, Charlie. So like um, neo pronouns, neo pronouns. So stuff like bros pronouns, which are like be be self, just like <laughs> something that's not very common. So like they them, like be be self. There's a lot of like kitten kitten self, like that kind of thing. Don't be creepy about it. Don't be weird. Just like, if you don't feel comfortable using it, a lot of people have like other pronouns that go along with those. So use those instead, if that's what makes you more comfortable in that situation. But like, don't, don't be creepy about it, because it just makes it weird. A lot of teenagers go, uh, you know, teenage brain. Uh, a lot of teenagers think everything is sexual in a way, but not everything is. Get your mind out of the gutter. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people sexualize newer pronouns, and it's just, mm. It's like, fuck it, no. Yeah, a lot of it probably comes from not understanding as well, doesn't it? So do you think most people, I always, I always try to say, if I don't know otherwise, I always try to use they, them, whatever, because it's not going to offend anyone, is it? Because it is genderless to a certain extent and some people choose to use it like without anything else or with other things like you said. Um, so using them 
as a bit of a default is quite safe, isn't it? If you're not sure, use they, them. Um, and use it all the time. I think one of the things that you'd said before was about using it all the time, not just when you're necessarily right in front of someone. So when we're, you know, one of the things I feel, find myself saying quite a lot to um, parents, professionals and teachers, and people like that is if you use the right name and the right pronouns for that young person all the time, don't slip back into calling them she and a dead name or whatever when they're not around. You're more likely to get it right all the time. And that's what you should be doing anyway, because that's what someone's asked you to call them, whether they're physically in front of you or or not, really. You just It's just showing effort, isn't it? And that comes back to respect that you're trying to remember. Yeah, no, that's, that's one of the things I've recently done. Like, they, them is like my default. I did it without even realising that I did it. Um, it's because like, I just like being respectful to everyone. And if I don't know, then I won't guess, because that's just mean. Um, another quick thing is don't be afraid to ask for people's pronouns like even if even if they present like really like fem- like like say if it's like a, a, a different person who's someone who presents really feminine and then all of their friends are using she her pronouns still don't be afraid to ask just in case they use she they he she they just in case it's always good to know I think at the end of the day, you don't need to understand something to respect it. Although it's great if you are um, able to understand and you go and educate yourself on it. At the end of the day, I don't really care if you you don't fully understand why my pronouns are what they are. Or if you won't um, recite the whole history of how they started. All I care is that you respect them. And even if you're not friends with someone, showing that you respect them will um, not only lead to more trans people feeling comfortable around you and being more willing to call you a friend, you're being a decent human being and that's all anyone's asking of you. I think just then that's been a great point to end and conclude the podcast on, I think, you know, great takeaways, guys. And so this has been Communication 101, talking about International Transgender Day of Visibility. I've been Luke. I've been Jack. I've been Charlie. I've been Wilbur. I've been Bray. I've been Viv. And you've all been listening to Communication 101. So if you guys keep listening and stay tuned into Communication 101, we're going to be bringing another podcast out shortly, talking about the element of trust in a healthy, dependable relationship. And expect more podcasts to come along the way. So in future, we're going to be even talking about how families play an essential role, our friendships, even things like activities or hobbies, as lockdown starts to, well, as the restrictions start to ease, we're hopefully all going to be able to get back outside, get back to meeting everyone, and for a bit of normality to come back. So before we go, guys, has anyone got one last thing to say? Stay hydrated. Have a good day. Bye.